Yep, you hear my voice, man. You know what time it is, man. It's time for Social Media's Most Imperfect Perfect Podcast, Social Media's Best Kept Secret. I am Infamous. I'm Uh, We show up one cast member today. You know, Hollywood's out. You got some things you need to handle. So, you know, shout out to Hollywood. Uh, You know, hope hope everything work out for you. Ain't nothing serious, people, so y'all ain't got to be thinking it's nothing tragic. He just wasn't available at the time that we normally shoot. Uh, the pod this week, so next week Hollywood will be here. But in between time, in the meantime, Freaky V, how they get in contact with you? Freaky V, oh shit, I am Freaky V on Threads and Instagram. <laughs> I am infamous on uh, TikTok. Also, if you want to follow us on all our social media platforms, please go to thesenuts.business at gmail.com. That's thesenuts.business at gmail.com. Is how you get the inquiries about the podcast. Facebook uh, is uh, These Nuts Official. That's These Nuts Official. Instagram is These Nuts underscore. Also, if you follow us on uh, YouTube, put a space between these and the nuts. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification button. Also, on TikTok, um, I'm thinking about creating a These Nuts page on TikTok and turning my personal TikTok page into my own personal OnlyFans page. Um before we get started on the pod, uh, I want to say, I want to give a shout out to everybody that's been uh, subscribing. We done got, our subscribers done went up a little bit. Numbers on YouTube done went up a little bit. Numbers on uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, all those things have went up as well. And I just want to say I appreciate everybody that's rocking with us. You know, I'm getting a good feedback from uh, people. Um, I guess people didn't know it was too much of a, too much of a task because we had the uh, perennial perennial advisory on and it made it kind of hard for people to see some of our other videos uh, i was wondering why the videos weren't moving so i had our uh, uh uh my editor go ahead and take that off uh since he's taking that off for anybody that goes to watch old podcasts you can go watch them now it's not the convenience of logging into your youtube page and all other shit that you got to go through to watch the podcast so from here on out please go to youtube or apple apple Podcasts, spotify Google Play, wherever you consume audio adventures, put in these nuts, please. I will greatly appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, if you jump in the comments, uh, we do engage. Well, I do engage with uh, fans. If you got problems with the podcast, shit that you don't like that we say, we like to engage with all our people. So engage with us and we'll engage with you back. Freaky V, how you doing, man? I'm here, bro. You don't sound too healthy neither. Uh, listen. This weather, I'm assuming it's the weather that got me fucked up. I should have, uh, I was outside, what, last week, half naked, underclothed, mm-hmm. trying to go see flies. Um, and then, I would say a few days later, um, I'm in my garage with maybe just t shirt on. T shirt and he's on. I know. I left the panties. That probably was was, was set it off. Damn, it was just a teeth. Corona in the vagina? Oh! Hey, that's, not, that's crazy. Ain't no good, mama. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be doped up this week or whatever. Because mm. I can't. The best I can't you can. talk. I can't hear. I can't breathe. You know, all that, all that good shit. You, you, you know, we all got a little something going on this week. You know what I mean? Like, 
I've been having headaches for a couple of for a couple of days. Actually, I got one right now, but I'm a team player, so I'm here to rock and roll. Mine ain't as serious as you in Hollywood, so. Um, Y'all know that, and we'll argue about that off air. I mean, no, I don't think about that, so. I, I, I think mine coming from how I sleep, man, like my pillows and shit like that. I think I need to go get some new pillows and shit like that. I, I sleep kind of awkward. I wake up, that shit start in my neck, kind of go up to my head. But ain't nothing too serious, man. I, I, I take a BC powder and keep it moving. <laughs> you old as shit, nigga, if you still use BC powder. Listen, man. With a Pepsi. No, I'll drink soda, you know that. Um, uh-huh. so we got to embrace being older people, man. We got to really start embracing being older, man. What is the infatuation to being young? Um, honestly, with, 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 mentally, mentally, I'm more comfortable in in my late 40s, I would say. Since I'm past the 45 mark, yeah, I'll be 47 in February. It, That's hard to think. Way past the 45 bar. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I just told somebody uh, I'll be 47 in February. Mm. That kind of took me aback a little bit. I don't know why. Um, you know, nobody wants to to age. Uh, we want to age gracefully. We want to be able to do the same things we used to do, sort of. You know, depending on what it was. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I think mentally I'm in a in a better place, um, just in knowing what it is that you want, and you know, appreciate the small things, the things you used to take for granted uh, when you was in your teens and your twenties or whatever. You just never thought about nothing. Now everything. Hey, I swear, I I'm really an old lady. I like road trips now. I hated that shit when I was little or whatever. I wanted to hurry up and get there. Now I'm admiring the scenery. Uh, in route to where we're going. I like the trees and the, the animals and all that kind of stuff, which I kind of had an infatuation with that very early. Mm-hmm. But now it's worse. <laughs> you know, it's just this the peaceful and serenity um, mm-hmm. that I can understand my parents and my grandparents had when they would just sit out on the porch, mm-hmm. you know, and what you would appear to do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, Grandma? What you looking at, or whatever? Just, just humming and looking around. You mm-hmm. know, or rocking, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's where I am. Just sitting in the garage, maybe smoking a cigar or two, watching the animals frolic or do whatever they do. You know. But what do you think? Are you embracing getting older? Yeah, uh, I definitely embrace getting older. I think the 40s is the sweet spot in life. I think once you hit your 40s, that's the sweet spot in life, right? Um, and it's just my own thought process. So, you know, maybe some people agree with it and maybe you don't. If you agree with me, you know, jump in the comments section. And I like to have this conversation with whoever listens to the podcast. I think when you're in your 20s, you take your 20s fucking up. Like, you're going to, you know, usually when you first get in your 20s, they give you your first credit card. Somebody send it to you or whatever. They give you a little $300. Man, fuck that shit. I'm going to go blow that shit, right? So, for me, I feel like you take your 20s fucking up. When you get in your 30s, you take your 30s fixing what you fucked up in your 20s. 
you you kind of get what I'm saying. That's when you start about 30, 35 is when you start wanting a family. If that's what you went to, you know, you done got your six miles up. You done kicked it with a bunch of people. You done party. You know what I'm saying? You done did what you did. Now you on the the further part of stage in your life, like you're, you know, around 42, 43, 44, 45, somewhere in there. When you hit your 40s, you understand yourself. That's something that you said that stuck out to me, is that you understand yourself in your 40s. You know what you like, what you don't like, um, where you want to be in life. You old enough, in Freaky V's case, you old enough to fuck the daddy and the son. You you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're the sweet spot in life, man. So, you know, you still young That's enough. That's a nice spot. Yes, because, like, you still at an age where if you had your kids, let's say, in your 20s, early 20s, you old enough to kicking with them as far as still understand a little bit of what they're going through because you ain't that far removed. Well, you are far removed, but as far as like me, like my oldest son is 16. So I still can go outside and play basketball with my son. I'm not too old. Uh, I have to sit on the rocket chair and look at the, like I can go do shit like with him. You know what I'm saying? I got nieces that's 28, 25, 28 years old. I can nephew that's 25. I can go to the club with them and hang out and kick it, but then I can also go hang out with Freaky V at the hookah spot. You know what I'm saying? My credit score right. good enough to where if I want to go buy a Corvette, I go buy it. I own right. a home. So, you know, it's the sweet spot now. So I just think we we put so much emphasis on the, the youth aspect of our life that we don't really put value in the experiences that led right. us to become the person that we become as adults. So, you know, Everybody that's in their 40s, us that's in our 40s, man, I salute you, man. Um, but see, I don't hate on niggas that's 40 that that do things that, or women that do things to help improve self confidence and all that type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're an older woman and you want to do certain things for yourself, then go ahead and do it. Like I mean, you know, you put it in the work. You right. Know, that's, he was on. Right. Agree. Agree. So hey, um, I seen this post right, and it made me think. Freebie, do you think that technology has crippled relationships, right? Like we all like we get on here and talk about social media and how it can affect your but let's go past social media, right? This is what I'm thinking about. It just walked down the street with me, right? When we were growing up, for us that was fortunate to have a mom and dad in the family, right? Or in the house. We had a that dynamic in the house, which Freaky V is lucky to have that, right? When daddy went to work at seven o'clock, it was no communication with mama. You know what I'm saying? You had to work, do your thing, then you come home, right? So in that eight hour span or nine hours or 10 hours, whatever you work, you have something to talk about with your wife when you get home, if you're a communicator, right? Mm -hmm. I think social media kind of took that element out of the relationship. Like you don't have the time to miss your significant other anymore. Because if she really needs you, she can hit you on the phone. Y'all can talk on lunch break. You can go on her Facebook page and da 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 this. So I know what most people would say was the downfall, but of uh, so uh, the internet in a relationship. But I think that aspect of it, the the time apart, is missing in a relationship these days. What you think? Yeah, I agree. I do agree that absence, you know, makes the heart more fonder. You're curious to know what happened throughout the course of the day. Um, you know, and it, and it, it, it 
sparked great conversations when you came home, you know, and allowed for the entire family to see, you know, what you deal with if you're a working parent, what you deal with throughout the course of the day. Um, you know, you get an opportunity to hear your your parents' likes and dislikes, the 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 thing that really pissed them off or what really makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get an opportunity to, you know, engage with the kids as well. Um, like you said, if, if I could call you 50 million times throughout the course of the day, um, what do we really have to talk about when we get home? Mm-hmm. You know, if you call me midday and be like, you know, that motherfucking Keisha got on my nerve or or my boss is a jackass and here's why. Okay, when you get home, you just kiss each other and like, okay, I'm finna go watch football and somebody else go, you know, I'm finna go smoke something or whatever, you know. Uh, you do, don't have that together time. Do 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 so you I, think, I, uh do, do 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 you think that maybe that's why relationships don't last the 50, 60 years like they did when we were growing up? Like my grandparents was was married fifty plus years. Right. Fifty plus years. They were married. Yeah, I think I think it's a lot of you know lot that goes into why relationships lasted longer you know back in the day. But I do feel that there is a communication breakdown. Um, you know, I I, <clears throat> I saw a meme on Facebook yesterday. Um, a guy was saying, "This is this is what I had to do in order to basically get pussy from a girl." Or whatever, and it shows him laying on the couch with the phone, you mm-hmm. know, um, back in the day before cell phones or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to talk to somebody, you had to, you know, court them or whatever. <coughs> Nowadays, that's just out. I feel you. you know, everything is so immediate, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I also think that individuality sometimes gets lost in relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like as a man, and I was married at one point in time, I think that we get so invoked in trying to be our other person's everything. I tell girls all the time, listen, if I feel, listen, I like clingy. I like girl that, I like a touchy-feely girl. I like a girl's girl, right? But I don't want you to get so engulfed in infamous that you forget who you are as yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you should do girl trips. I think you should go hang out with your homegirls. Like, I think you should still be your individual self. Because right. what I hear a lot, like dating girls and being uh, boyfriend number two, is that uh, <laughs> is that um, sometimes the individuals, not just the female, the male, they lose the, they lose themselves inside their relationship. Right. Right. And, and when you lose yourself inside your relationship, when things go bad, you know, I hear a lot, of, especially a lot of women, you know, um, they say, um, well, I gave you all of me and da 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 this and and I gave up this. I think you should never give up your personal self for nobody. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think that you should still be who you are and still enjoy the things that you enjoy doing. So you become the person that you need to be for you. Because forever ain't always forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I married my kids, mom, I thought forever was going to be forever. Forever wasn't always forever. So I just feel like, you know, we get the, you know, the vacations and 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 everybody just want to be so enwrapped up in the person that they're with 
that sometimes you forget yourself and you forget your individuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when that 80-20 shit start kicking off. When, you know, you start resenting the nigga that's or the female that's at the house. You know what I'm saying? And then that person that's giving you 20% on the outside, it seems so much better than what you got going on at the house. But, you know what I mean? You don't. The person that's giving you the 20% of them or the 20% outside of your relationship at the house, they only provide a thrill at that time. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know, if, if, if we're really honest, that thrill is important to us. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that 20% has really killed so many relationships. I agree. You know, um, you know so I, I think it's important to, to keep that. Uh, I, I don't I don't really want to go off on a tangent because every time every time somebody mentions something to me about that they you know, it, it, the, right hold on let, hold on for you before you go into detail what you're gonna say I'm gonna give let me let people know because they like 20 you know any 20 rule what the fuck are they talking about all right on the podcast me free <laughs> Hollywood kind of came up with this terminology the 80 20 rule right the 80 20 rule is when you got 80% at home, but you got 20% in the street. Meaning, all the shit, taking care of the house, the kids and all that shit, you have that at home. That's mm-hmm. the 80%. But when mm-hmm. you step outside, you step to the fun boy or the fun girl. She only presenting that 20% of what you need, which is the going out, maybe y'all having sex, maybe, maybe not, uh, uh, verbal communications or whatever you may be doing outside your marriage that makes you feel, oh, I need this, this is fresh and new. That's the 80-20 rule, which we're speaking about. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, but what I was going to say was that <clears throat> this is why I'm, I'm pretty much, uh, you know, an advocate for the lifestyle. And I'm not going to go down that road because it creates it creates options for me. And I think when you don't have options, that's where that 20% actually sneaks into play. You know, if 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 you allowed your partner to have options, I think, you know, that dynamic could work for you if it's equal across the board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you still have that solid foundation between the both of you that, you know, your sex could be great. The finances you're building together, you're, you're doing whatever needs to be done for the both of you. You just have these outside 20 percent or side pieces or whatever. Um, you know, that gives you the newness of mm-hmm. what you end up desiring and longing for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that could if 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 we could unlearn certain things. Like what? Know. So we were taught um that marriage is supposed to be monogamous. Mm-hmm. Where where is that technically written at if that's not really a man-made law? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, we do see in other countries where, you know, people are allowed to have more than one partner mm-hmm. um, and can engage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's their success rate with that? Not to say that there won't be any problems. Problems arise everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think what, what, what we see here. Um, you know, in the U.S. is that it's a lot of um, adultery um, that's happening in, you know, marriages that end up in divorce. 
you know, because we're, we're thinking, you know, okay, well, this person belongs to me and that, you know, this is mine and nobody else can have it. And, you know, if you step out, I'm offended or, you know, or whatever. Um, when I just don't think, you know, I think sometimes sex is sex. Um, I think if you just, um, if we afford it, I think what happens is you, you end up sneaking around so much um, that you have to have a secret relationship to get to really know somebody and that that fosters another relationship. You know, so if you're not careful, the newness of that can, you know, make you think like, damn, you know, I've been married for 25, 30 years or whatever. Damn, this do feel good. It do feel fresh. You know, but if you start over with that same person, it's just it's gonna end up being the same shit. Twenty five more years, you're gonna be like, ah, just the same shit. You know. Yeah. I I do agree with that because I feel like a lot of times, you know, it's like when you build your life however you choose to build it, right? Like if you get the kids early, and um, you know. You set your life because we all are creatures of habit. Like we all creatures <laughs> of habit. And once something is new to you, it sparks your curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think you'd be thinking clearly. Like you just see the dude that you could call and have fun with, or he could take you out to eat, or you know, you've been you've been with your husband for a decade and he just like having missionary sex. This dude, he'll flip you and turn you around and show you all this other shit. Mm-hmm. But does he really have all the shit that the person that's at the house got? And that's for the man or the woman. Like, you are so engulfed in just the newness of what you got going on with this person that you don't even much really know that all the shit that you really need may be at the house. Now, this is by case by case scenario. Like, sometimes that shit at the house might just be over with. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we're speaking to the people that are sitting in the middle that's really in the awe of the newness of this new nigga or new girl that just brings a certain aspect to your life. I mean, because you you are the conductor of how your life should go, right? Like, if you're in a relationship with your man, you've been in there for a while, um, I think we all become complacent in relationships. If you've been with somebody for so long, you take it for granted. That that happens. happens. You know, Mm -hmm. that's human nature. But I feel like, you know, and me and you talked about this before. I feel like every three, four years you should renew, not your vows, but just renew your relationship. Because the person that you probably married at 20 isn't the person that you're going to see at 30. Or even the person you're going to see at 35. For me, and I don't have no statistics or nothing like that that can back up what I'm saying, but... To me, I feel like every five <laughs> uh, individual changes. You should look at the world different. You shouldn't be looking at the world at 40 as you looked at the world at 20. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I just think um, the way that traditional marriages are set up right now are, are toxic. <laughs> That's the best word that I can come up with. You, you want me to take on your ideas and traumas, likes and dislikes, and I'm supposed to do this emotional roller coaster with you 
for the rest of our lives. And I don't even know what that is. You know, um, you know, take on your sickness, your your health, your uh, financial struggles, your mental struggles, the the the, the um, issues that you have with your kids, your family, your career. That's a lot to take on with the same person day after day after day. Um, it's really not. If okay. it, if I mean, if I mean, but if you go into a relationship only worrying about the shit that you need to make you happy and not willing to understand the person that you're dating or the person that you want to try to get in a relationship with, then you're going to always be on the outside looking in because everything in life is a struggle. Life is a I agree. But remember, remember we were watching um we put the clip up with with um and listen, to each yourself. I if 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 marriage is your thing and monogamy is your thing, I've said before, um I'll I'll be your biggest support. It don't make sense to me, mm-hmm. but that's just my personal beliefs. If that's what you want to do, I support you. Right? Uh-huh. Um, but you put up a post about, huh? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm rolling. Go ahead. We put up a post about with um, Chico Bean, who was saying that he doesn't believe in monogamy, right? Exactly. <clears throat> and the reason, the reason that I agree with him is what he gave was that what you referenced to. Okay, so I have to do an emotional roller coaster at work. Um, with my children, mm-hmm. you know, um, and with all these other outside entities. Mm-hmm. At what point, if I if I if I choose to engage in a lifetime emotional roller coaster with someone, mm-hmm. at what point do I have the one hundred percent peace? That I'm looking for that I desire. At what point is where's that cutoff point throughout the course of the day? You understand? So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's how I, I I view it. You know, so I feel like my home is my sanctuary, and I'm not saying that you can't share that with anybody. Um, but me personally, I just choose to have my own space. I don't mind entertaining you. You can mm-hmm. come over. You can even sleep over for a couple of days or whatever, but I don't need a a, a full time living mm-hmm. companion because you know, like you said, you don't want to lose yourself and be totally engulfed into making that person happy. That you lose what the fuck you want to do trying to please somebody else. And I think oftentimes uh, that's what happens, and that's what you hear, especially from the female's perspective. I agree. I- I agree with you on some of that shit you said. I don't agree with all right. of it. But right. um, the part that I do agree with is the individual part, the part that I'm going to give you some pushback on. And I think, don't take, this pers- don't take this the wrong way, but I think it's a lot of selfishness in people, right? Because life is built on every flows, bro. You're going to be up, you're going to be down. You're going to be even. It's really that you meet a motherfucker that's even killed all throughout their whole life. You're going to have it sometime where the money up, you're gonna have times where your money down and you got to scrap up a little bit. You got to pull back from the sh- some of the shit that you normally do. And I just feel like 
to truly be in a healthy monogamous relationship, if that's what you subscribe to, is being able to understand your partner. Like when I say understand, I mean her favorite color is red or she like to watch basketball wives and shit like that. That's the that's important. But that's not truly understanding who they are. Truly understanding who they are is how they grew up. Did, did she grow up in a, in a in a household where when shit went wrong with her and her mom and her dad, did they all communicate, talk the problem out? Or are they like most black people where everything that happened in our family, we just sweep that shit up under the rug and the rug begins to pile up. And there's so much shit up under here that we don't even know why we mad or why we're not interested in each other anymore. That's the part that I'm talking about with understanding your partner, bro. If you understand what make them tick, then, you know, if you truly marry your friend, because a lot of people out here are fucking with people just because of what they look like. Let's just be honest. You don't really like this motherfucker like that. It's just she fine. She got all of the 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 physical features that you find attractive, vice versa. Him, he has all of the money or the financial stability that you may want in a man. You don't really like him. Because in my opinion, I feel like women fuck for two reasons. Pleasure and stability. You got to figure out as a man which one of those motherfucker categories you fall into. You kind of get what I'm saying? So for me, I just I don't know, man. I I just think that people want relationships to be always be good. Like we always got to be good and we all you know, everything. No, that. Listen, as long as we taking trips and I'm buying you shit, you buying me shit, we doing. Of course, that's when the relationship going to be fly. But what really makes relationships successful is when we in our hard times, because that's going to really dictate if you got my back or I got your back. So like. I see people these days like how freaky V are, uh, well, how freaky V is, where, you know, they in relationships, but they don't even stay in the same motherfucking house. And to be honest with you, to keep it a bean, anybody that's in my immediate family that watch this podcast know what I'm going to say is 100 percent fact. My grandma and granddaddy never slept in the same bed. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever, ever. Well, when I was alive, I've never mm-hmm. seen So for me, is it possible for you not to be in the same house with a motherfucker. That's not foreign to me. You know what I mean? Like, I know some people were like, hey, I'd rather her have her shit and I got mine, but they just fuck with each other. Right. So that's definitely the vibe that I want. You don't have to live with me and I don't have to live with you. Um, I can understand those who want to have, you know, um, more Mm -hmm. financial stability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to combine two. But but when I think about that, the the piece the piece that overtakes those finances, it, it wins 100% every time for me. Um, I I just rather work hard and ball and do whatever the fuck I got to do in order to have that financial stability for me. So I'm not necessarily looking for that. Mm-hmm. In a man, we talked about that last week. You know what I mean? So um, I think that I think a relationship works for you if you find somebody that's on the shit that you're wrong. Um, a lot of times, you know, we've been conditioned to think we're married. We should be in the same household. You know, um, all of the things that we think that, that we get from marriage is what has been taught to us. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily what works and what should be. Um, I think nowadays people are working on what actually works for them, you know, instead of what 
what society says we should be doing. Um, and that can be a lot, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just say I'm not for. Well, you know, it's a a, a, a transition. <laughs> trying to trying to incorporate somebody else's feelings or or you know whatever. I I really don't be big on that unless you know we friends. And I think pe- the the friendship aspect of relationships is lost. Um, we get together and automatically we we want to fuck. Who's, is this 50-50? What do you bring to the table? How are you, you know, going to present your finances? Um, and it's an automatic togetherness. We don't want to date and court a person just to see how they are. And I think that takes some time to really find out if that person is someone you want to spend your life with. But we've been conditioned as women that if he don't want to marry you within the first six months to a year, then he playing with you. Then I don't agree with that. You know, like in six months, I could be on show. <laughs> in six months, I could let you believe that everything in my life is perfect or whatever. All of my bills are paid. My money is good. My children are making straight A's. They always listen to me. The house stays clean and immaculate. I cook every day. I can present all that shit to you in six months or whatever. You don't watch in six months. You don't watch any highs and lows with a person mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you really don't get an opportunity. What are you in love with? You understand what I'm saying? You're you're in love with how she treats you, and that's it. I could treat you good, but my 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 money management skills might be fucked up, you know, and, and you don't get an opportunity to see how I handle adversity, mm-hmm. you know, and I, th- I think that minimum takes minimum a year. And I'm just being modest. I really think it take a few years or whatever to actually be like, damn, I kind of like this person or whatever, you know, like. I've seen them when they were low. I've seen them when they had financial struggles. I've seen how they come out of that. I've seen them develop a relationship with with God or their higher power or whatever it is. You know, like you you see those things and you're like, okay, I like, I I could deal with that. This one, let me see how I can help, you know, or whatever. But I think so many times we rush right into, oh, you, you belong to me. You know, hey, my Lisa, next month, you moving in because she fought good. You know, he he put that pipe down, so hey, you must be made for each other. Then you get into a situation and you're miserable as shit, you know, or whatever. But then you want to be that ride or die chick that we then came up with from out of nowhere. And then you're stuck with a motherfucker that you ain't happy with. So now you're exploring that 20% with your work bay, with your work husband, or somebody that, you know, captures your attention a little bit more outside of the house. And that's the problem. No, I listen, I say this shit all the time. The word relationship is built how that shit should go. You should relate to the motherfucker that you with. You should be able to relate to him, bro. Like, no matter what it is, like, you know, differences, right? Like, people talk about, well, me and him are different. Oh, whoever you meet, you're going to be different with because they don't come from the same walk of life that you. It's crazy that people say shit like that. And for me, it's motherfuckers that came out the same woman that grew up in the same house. But you are totally different than your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Y'all are individuals. So 
when you know when girls keep saying, "Oh, we so much different." Listen, we are all different. You you never gonna meet somebody with this. Y'all might have similar uh, interests and shit like that, but it's a billion some people walking on the earth. What's the chances that you're going to find that one person that meet all 10 of your requirements? It's, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe nobody on earth going to meet uh, individuals all 10 of their fucking um, checklist marks. I mean, but that's just not humanly possible. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even if you deal with 10 different niggas. One might have this, one might, but then you got to deal with all the moods and mood swings and all that type shit that you be having to deal with. Listen, I just, for me, I just tell everybody, man, if you want to jump into these relationships with people, just get to know them, take your time, you know what I'm saying? Um, Get to know who they are really, what makes them tick, their love language, and you got, listen, I know this is going to sound funny, but this is truly, like, you got to find somebody that has the same sex drive as you. And, and, and I'm speaking from a man's perspective to women, right? Because I I don't hear a lot of men say this, but I know this is what a lot of men think, right? If a man has a high sex drive, right, and he's used to having sex a lot, multiple women, <laughs> maybe, right? Mm-hmm. You want me to court you, right? You meet my sexual limits in the beginning, right? Then once we get together, you kind of, the real you come out. You're not really into sex like that, but you want your man to uh, curve his sexual appetite, right? Mm-hmm. How fair is that? Like, you I, want I think they go both ways. I, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. My question is, why would you how conditioning yeah like for how would you want somebody to shut that down is what i'm asking i guess is what i'm saying because when you you were told when you were married that you have to take on that person's toxicity not those words Mm -hmm. but that's exactly what happens when you decide that you're going to become one you gonna do society says you shouldn't cheat so yeah. i have to you have to deal with what the fuck i like and i have to deal with your, your limitations because that's basically what you're presenting mm-hmm. you know so that falls under that better for worship or whatever you was you was the bomb he was laying this pipe every night two three hours because i begin because i'm pretty sure a lot of dudes going like in, in that situation where like you know, you want me to be this perfect man. And see, and that's another thing. A lot of women, not all, they want the man to adapt to them, but they don't want to adapt to their man. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know your man have a high sex drive, and I'm just using sex as uh, one of the many things that could be going wrong in your relationship, but um, you want me to just stop, like, that's my my natural thing. And you knew that. And now once you got me, you cut that off. How long do you think? Because sometimes, and I say this all the time as a man, as a mature man, not all men cheat just because we got dicks between our legs. And that's what a lot of women think. A lot of women think just because you're a man, you're going to cheat. Not saying that that don't happen, because it does happen. 
But what I'm saying is sometimes, if you really get a good man, dog, sometimes he cheating because he's not getting what he needs from home. And vice versa. A woman, she could be cheating because, not because of sex, dog, but because of the other shit that she needs from you as far as emotional and all the other type of shit that women, that that's never taught to men to pour into. The emotional side of the woman, the 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 connection, the communication, all that shit. We feel like as men, hey, as long as I provide for you and I make sure you don't need for nothing, that's good. But that's only half of the relationship. It's a whole nother half to the motherfucker you dealing with. But see, but that's where I think that 80-20 rule comes into play. You're not going to find somebody that, you know, is going to meet that 100 percent. Mm-hmm. So what, what we end up doing, especially as, as I guess as women, because that's who all I talk to, mm-hmm. um, women decide, okay, well, these are the things that I can deal with, and these are my deal breakers. These are the things I'm willing to compromise on. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And when you when you when you do that, that's only temporary, especially if it's something that you like. You know, so I hear men say all, women say all the time, well, he makes good money. He, you know, has financial stability. Um, he's a, a great person. He treats me well. Um, he buys me things. He prays for me. Um, mm-hmm. He's good to his mom. He's good with my kids. If I brought kids into the relationship, but his dick don't work. Mm-hmm. So they end up saying, well, shit, I, you know, I'll take the 80 because he's so great. Then, mm-hmm. then I will just suffice with because he eats pussy well. Mm-hmm. OK, but you you've been liking to get packed down your entire life since you became sexually active. And you think in your mind that you're going to be able to curb that. And you can't. And that's only temporary. So he does all of these things or whatever, but you're still left unfulfilled. You know, day after day after day or whatever, you know. So then what do you do? So as soon as the nigga walk by you in public so while you at the grocery store with them gray sweatpants on and he ain't got no drawers on, you thinking like, damn, I do miss that shit. You understand what I'm saying? And that 20% really can throw you off. You know, so why, again, back to my original statement, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why not get with someone who is okay with allowing some type of playtime with others? That kills all of that that newness and all of that shit. You'd be surprised what people are into if you just ask. I agree with you on that. Uh, people being, you, you don't know what people are into unless you ask. But see, the flip side of that from the male perspective is, let's say I am giving you you know good pipe and I am a financial Guru, when I make sure all the bills get taken care of, mm-hmm. it's still for the woman. That other side is just as important. Like you'll be surprised how many female friends I got that just sit and talk to me because they feel comfortable with talking to me, and they can't talk right. to them because again, a lot mm-hmm. of men don't have emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, we ain't taught that. I can't speak for no other race, right? I can only speak for our race because that's the race that I am ingratiated in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From the time we was, I was raised by a single mom, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing with my mom was she she raised three boys, one girl. All her boys are built for it tough. 
that was how we was taught to come up. She taught us how to wash. She taught us how to cook for ourselves. All us not to do all that shit ourselves. We we were taught to, you know, like for instance, when I was a kid, my first day of school, right? My mom always tell me, somebody hit me, you hit them back. Mm-hmm. My first day of school, a nigga said something about my mama. First day in kindergarten, mama dropped me off. I punched him in the face. Went to the went to the uh went to the office. They asked me what my name was. I told them my name was. Their first response to me was, "Oh, queen, your mama." That 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 mean my my brother them had already set the standard on what the fuck was finna go on at the school. Right. I said all that to say is that through all the tough loving and all the shit that she had to do, bro, she never brought a man around me. I never seen one with a man. So the emotional part that women that I hear women say a lot now is. I want a man that I connect with on the mo- But how am I supposed to get that to you if I've never been shown that, never been taught it? That's why mm-hmm. I say that it's so prevalent for people to get to actually learn the person that they're with. You know what I'm saying? Because if you knew me as as a man, then you'll know that, hey, I got to take time with him because he don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like a job, bro. It's like if I send you to my job, right? Say, huh, Freddy V, here go the keys. Go deliver all that shit in the truck. You be like, bitch, what? <coughs> right. But if I train you how to do it, but if mm-hmm. I train you how to do it and show you how to do it, you become more comfortable with it, and then you can deal with the task at hand. I if I relate that to everything that goes on in life. Like, you got to understand that if I haven't been taught something, how do you expect me to do it? You know what I'm saying? Like shivery. Who the fuck was there to teach me shivery? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, who taught me to open doors and, and lay down my, lay, you know, lay down my jacket so a girl could walk over a puddle? Who taught me that? Who taught right. me the big fault, the little fault? Like, all this shit that people want you to assume that you know, that we don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you tell me, hey, this is what I need to feel complete in this relationship, then give me a chance. That's why I say conversation is so prevalent. Give a motherfucker a chance to prove you wrong or right. Because like mm-hmm. you say all the time, your actions going to show who you really are. Mm-hmm. It's going to show. If you tell me, hey, I need my man if I go out to call me and just check on me, make sure that I'm okay. If you tell me that and I don't apply that, then what that tell you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just think that sometimes we we feel like people, are, people should know certain shit, especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time. If you've been in a relationship five plus years, you've. You feel like your partner should know exactly what's going on in your head because y'all been around each other so long. But like I tell all my friend girls when they call me about their niggas, your man don't live in your head. If you don't express how you feel about some shit, how is he supposed to know? Or vice versa. Women, how how is a woman supposed to know that when you first come home from work, you need five, ten minutes to decompress from the day you just had at work. If you ain't told her that when you come to the door, hey, especially if you got a clinky girl, hey, baby, how you doing? Let me tell you. Da, 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 da. But in your mind, you like, damn, baby, just give me a minute. But if you don't ever tell her that, how the fuck she supposed to know? These right. are the things but, that you do to help your relationship. Go ahead, freaking me. But, you know, a lot of times when I hear guys speak about that aspect is that um, you look at it as your girl lagging. Yeah. Yes. And when you really look at it, it, it can become a thin line between nagging and her offering 
effective communication as to what she likes or, you know, what bothers her. Mm-hmm. So as women, we, you know, are like, okay, well, I'm not going to say anything. And that's when you hear arguments. When you finally get into an argument, you just put so much shit up under that goddamn rug to when you start talking, you mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck is being <laughs> yeah. She done brought up some shit from two years ago. Yeah. Oh, uh, whatever. And you looking like, what, nigga? I thought we was past that shit. You know what I'm saying? So you you have to develop some kind of effective communication where it's like, damn, she always nagging. She always talking about what she like, what she don't like. And and that could be vice versa. You know, if, if your nigga is like that, like, you know, there ain't nothing I do ever good enough. You know, so you do have to find some kind of common ground. But, you know, that's that's like, when we get into know somebody. Freaky V been trying to get me to start this men's group, right? She's been mm-hmm. pounding me about this men's group, right? I surround myself around a, a bunch of men, married, single, or whatever. And 90% of the married men that I know, not saying all, they feel unappreciated in their relationships. Mm-hmm. They feel like the woman that they married to takes for granted the shit that they do. Now, I'm not in a female circle like that. I have a maybe say about nine, ten female friends that are actually just platonic friends that we talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I can't really speak for the female. Maybe free, maybe Freaky V can. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of men out here that feel like they they are not valued in a relationship. And they feel like if they if they really tell you how they feel about certain shit, bro, that they gonna look at them crazy. Your date that they significant other gonna look at them crazy. So I agree. A, a lot of women have outlets. Y'all have y'all groups, y'all have um chats and all type things that you guys have cultivated to help women deal with whatever it is that they're going through. Mm-hmm. Men don't have that. We usually are tend to taught to be self-sufficient. Um, even from our elders. The elders that were that we looked up to that taught us dumb shit. Um, you know, like the world famous saying that most niggas not heard, hey, emotions is a female trait. I'm pretty sure most black men don't heard that shit before. And that's mm-hmm. the wildest shit that you can ever tell a young person about their feelings. So if you can't talk to your girl about your feelings, your homeboy about your feelings, maybe your pastor at church. Maybe if if you go to church, if you even subscribe to that type, it's people that don't even subscribe to church. So you've been dealing with some shit that's been bundled up inside of you since you were five, six years old. Mm-hmm. How do you as a man, and I'm asking this to all the fans out there, men and women, even if it's the female that's going through this, how do you as a person ever get that vow turned open to let all that shit out? Because you have built up pressure, bro. You, well, it's pressure. But, but again, that's where you come into play. So the guys have had groups their entire lives, right? They've had lodges. They've had um, meetings. They've had just guy time where you get together. But it was only, it's still a lot of it if you're not careful. It's a lot of, so I, I go to the barbershop. I hear a lot of cap 
in the barbershop, depending on what time I go. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. when you get around other guys, guys want to, it seems to be this competition thing where I have to be the most, pardon this old ass word I'm going to use, but I have to be the most macho man <laughs> in the group. You know what I'm saying? I have to be the strongest motherfucker. Don't nothing hurt me. I got all of my ducks in a row. We're good. And again, like you said, you've been conditioned to think that way, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever. Um, but that's where you come in to offer a safe space to men who don't mind sharing emotional things. Because men, I do find that men nowadays are are really emotional but they don't know that they are or whatever they've been conditioned that you know oh i'm I'm just expressing myself okay but you have a lot of bitch tendencies if that's how we want to look at it right so you need you need some guy time where you're not talking about all of the bitches that you smashed or look how big this booty is on, on, on my side piece or whatever. You're actually talking about mm-hmm. real life situations and mm-hmm. how you can be helped amongst men. This mm-hmm. is why women are so more successful with certain things because we get to share our emotions um, with the highs, the lows. Like say for instance on, on, on the, um, the girls chat um uh, that I have. It's, it's a sisterhood chat. It's 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 a solid 10 of us, right? I have a separate group chat for just girls, you know, or whatever. But there's they're the OGs that we call it. It's 10 of us. These 10 women, I get an opportunity to be my real self, not the freaky V persona. They get to see the real life shit that I go through on a day-to-day basis, right? Mm-hmm. So yesterday I had to, um, I had a vulnerable moment when I was sharing something with the girls or whatever that caused me to be in tears. I could never share that with my other girl group who look at me to be that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, when do the men have an opportunity to exhibit that vulnerability amongst each other? We do we do know that men cry. We do know that men feel some type of way um, about some of the things that women do. They do feel a certain type of way about, like you said, not being uh, appreciated or they have struggles on their job. But when do you have that outlet? When we've been conditioned to, if your man shows that emotion, that he's weaker or he's less than or if he does it in front of the wrong guys oh he a simp nigga mm-hmm. man up you know do some push-ups or something what you crying for don't let that bitch run you it's all these other outside entities and i think that's where you come into play because you have exhibited that non-judgmental um i'm exhibiting the same things or, or i'm going through the same things that you are um, and I'm still a man's man. Ain't nothing, you know, soft about me, so to say. You know, I, I, I ain't no punk if that's what you want to look at as being a, a terrible thing or whatever. I ain't no simp or whatever, but a man's man 
is saying, I have or exhibit some of the same issues that you do. And I don't want you to take that lightly, like it's been proven time and time again that you bring that um, out of men, you know, or whatever. And I think you should run with that shit. Men need that outlet. They just don't know how to go about um, but doing it or cultivating those experiences. See, but when you say men's group and shit like that, right, you got to be very selective about who you invite to the men's group at first. Right. Um, because, you know, when you say men group, most men going to think about what you said, like, man, how many bitches we fucking and, 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 and my job is this and my job is the type of group that I would like to cultivate, bring to the forefront. It's just that, you know, totally opposite of. The the alpha male. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want the alpha male. I want the, the masculine male. I think it's the difference in, in the two people, right? Like a masculine man don't have to exhibit his alpha tendencies. He just he's just securing himself, right? Mm-hmm. And what I've learned I is, male. yeah, like mm-hmm. I've understood that it's how you speak to people, the result that you get. Like mm-hmm. sometimes when you say bitch tendencies, the niggas though, that's an offensive term. And they become defensive. You it know? Is. So for me, I just, you know, um, there's so many men that well, I, I, I ain't gonna say, well, it probably is. I just feel like I wanna cultivate a group where not just the emotional side that we deal with, but to help people with finances, um, um, just the whole experience of being a man, right? Because sitting and listening to some people, some people grew up with fathers in their house. <coughs> Everybody's well grew up without having a father in their house. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for me, but you, you know, know. Huh? Not just cut you off. This just came into my mind, right? Mm-hmm. The experience that I noticed, you, you, this person isn't your favorite, mm-hmm. but what you just, just discussed is what what Steve Harvey does with that that camp that he has every year out in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings in other guys who are experienced in certain areas, you know, fitness, finance, mm-hmm. um, fishing, mm-hmm. how to tie a tie, mm-hmm. how to um, etiquette. You know, mm-hmm. all of those things are encompassed into that particular camp mm-hmm. um, to show these guys or these young men an experience that they never, you might have seen that shit on TV or whatever, but something that you're really not exposed to, mm-hmm. um, to help them become better mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what's lacking. Um, and this is why you hear all of these gender wars. A man ought to know this, or a man ought to do this, or whatever. It should be common sense, or whatever. But we always say common sense ain't so common if you've never been exposed. If you lack, you know, the exposure, how are you supposed to figure those things out? And I think you should work on that. I, I, it, 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 Steve Harvey didn't have this grand uh, thing like he has now. It started on a very smaller scale. Um, and I think you can offer that at a local level. You know, you already have that rapport. 
uh, in the barbershop. Who's to say that the barbershop can't be shut down, say, for an hour or two after hours? Then you just bring in some guys. Y'all have some 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 drinks, cigars, or, you know, some, some, some little snacks or something like that just to have guys only. You know what I'm saying? If, if you wanted a female perspective, you, you bring in a female, you know, that's comfortable enough to not be offended by, you know, uh, guys' vernacular and, and and understand where they're coming from. So you have some Q&A going on and shit like that. There's so many things that you could do to, to cultivate that experience, bro, that I think you, you're really sleep on. You're not going to have all the answers right away. You you build it as you go. Mm-hmm. You know, um, stick with what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, you pull back or you go back and revamp it. Um, but I think you'd really be a good person for Because, boy, I'm so, tired. Like I'm so tired of hearing that, um, bro, you, you were cool. <laughs> boy, I hear that shit so much. I be thinking I'm a grown motherfucker, uh, uh, ant loud my motherfucker forehead. I mean, but, you know, because me and Freebies had this argument all the time, bro. I just feel like nothing that I say or nothing that I do is like Chinese arithmetic. This shit is just getting the... Yeah, but, again, you're not... Ex- you, and, and, and it's funny that you have it because you say that you weren't exposed. No. Right? No. Um, but some kind of way, you got it. So if you can get it, then why isn't it available for others? And that's the point that I'm making. And, and it's really it's really a great selling tool because when you talk to a lot of guys or people in general, they want to be able to be relatable mm-hmm. to you if you're providing the information, right? So mm-hmm. here you are saying that I you know, um, come from a single-parent household. I didn't have a father figure. I never saw my mom with a man, I never seen anybody show me how a woman is supposed to be treated. But yet, in talking with all of these women, they are they are amazed by what um, perspective I do have or the opinions that I do bring to the table. That makes you relatable as a person to that, you know, you it appears that they all have it together. Well, I came from a two parent household, my dad was really great with my mom, or whatever, you start losing people. After you start saying shit like that, you lose people because a lot of our black population did come from single-parent household, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever. So you really didn't see how to relate to a woman. If you did, it was your dad had holes, or your mm-hmm. uncle had holes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You really didn't, or, or your mom was afraid to to expose you to all of these men because she didn't want to be labeled as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, or, or be protective. So how did you pick that up? You understand what I'm saying? And because of that, that makes you relatable and makes your group a success right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, trial and error. That's mm-hmm. it. And for me, and you say this shit all the time, my number one thing is being accountable for me, my actions. Right. That's where all this shit stems from. Like, you just got to be able to be <laughs> accountable for your actions. Sometimes you got to be for granted. Accountability is a difficult thing if you ain't ready. I understand, I, I understand that, but if you, if most people, when, when most people ask me, how did I get to where I am in my mindset, it's been accountable for my shit. Like, right. bro, 
They taught us in elementary that every action has a reaction. Every cause has an effect. That's mm-hmm. real life shit. Like, mm-hmm. so many people focus on the aspect of the cheating in a relationship. But the cheating is actually a byproduct of the shit that's already not happened. Correct. What did you do inside that shit to cause this shit to get this way? For the and when we're cheating, we focus on the wrong shit. Yeah, you you to try you, to get to the root of the problem. Yeah, you you just looking at the cheating. Oh, this bitch would have cheated on me, or he cheated on me. Okay, well, what's the root problem of the cheating? Where did this shit really start? Oh, well, you right. wasn't communicating, you weren't coming home. Well, did you tell me that? Like, it's a conversation that needs to be had. Correct. It, and difficult conversation at that. Yeah, so yeah. the the cheat is just the after effect of all that shit. Now, can you sit there and say, well, damn, and this is what most people don't want to do. Can you sit there and say, damn, well, I wasn't doing that for her. Or I wasn't doing this for him. Or when he did say this, oh, I didn't take it for granted. Oh, I did take you for granted. Like, it's certain shit that you have to take accountability for unless you just got a nutting-ass motherfucker. Listen, there's this. It, it's, it, it could be, um, it's, it's some difficult conversations to be had when you're in a relationship. It is. Um, there was this one, this, there's this one girl in our, in our uh, group chat. Um, she stated that she was talking to this guy mm-hmm. and um, she liked the guy, but he wasn't really um, satisfying her sexually. So mm-hmm. she dates other guys who do, right? But she liked him as a main companion, but she wanted to tell him, you know, you you might need to, because she's a, a, a in the medical field, Mm-hmm. Um, she says she recognizes that he has ED or whatever. So she's like, okay, well, let's maybe go and see some people. Um, so she was trying to to inquire about how is it that you tell, you know, someone without hurting their feelings that you're not sexually satisfied. Um, and there was a total consensus. Oh, and there's no easy way. Listen. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I've been the guy where, you know, I wasn't sexually pleasing somebody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And women have this false thought that men don't know, that we don't know that we're not sexually satisfying you. We know. You know what I mean? Are we willing to admit it to you? Probably not. Maybe we, we find but- every other reason in the world. See, this is when that word accountability becomes prevalent. This is when... You can't go talk to your homeboy telling, hey, dog, my dick ain't working. I don't know what. Most niggas, most black men not having that, that conversation right there. If you think it's hard to have with your girl, imagine trying to have that conversation with your homeboy. So I mean, but the thing is, your homeboy, your homeboy having the same issue. He just don't want to talk about it. But what if he not having that problem? Okay, but you know somebody who does and you know that this problem does exist. See, mm-hmm. men, men don't like to be honest with each other. This is where the cap comes into play. Oh, my dear, I don't, I don't need none of that shit. From, from your perspective, they're not, not putting your, too much of your business in the street. You shared that before you took on this healthy lifestyle, that's the boat that you were in. So now you see a difference. 
because you exercise, you eat healthy, you do all of these things to not necessarily just focus on your sexual health, your overall health and well-being. Some men don't know that. I agree with you on that. But but even on the other spectrum of that, like when the person told me that, that crushed me. Because your male male ego is tied into our sexual performance. <laughs> That's half of our confidence as a man comes from what we can do when it when when the when my granddad used to tell me, when the doors close, nobody knows where the nose goes when the doors close. Right. <laughs> you know <that? laughs> so a lot of our bravado, a lot of our self-confidence comes from what we can do in that bedroom plus with money those are the the, the great two confident, oh. confident elevators for a man if what if yeah. i can get you in this bedroom and take you down through there and you can go look in that account and see all them goddamn zeros in that account or it's a number so big you don't know what the fuck is in there that's a different conference but if your girl the one you love your world your pride tell you hey i'm just not sexually satisfied at that moment it's like motherfucker just step all on your motherfucking self-confidence right. right so and i was there here's here's where i disagree with you that men know they know or they don't know right mm-hmm. um women have again been conditioned some kind of way that we don't want to hurt your feelings so mm-hmm. we fake this nut like an actress is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, if you do that a lot, <laughs> your man would think that he put in work. Mm-hmm. But we've become such an expert at that shit that you believe it. Mm-hmm. You understand? So many men have said that. Like, if you look at what was his name, uh, DJ Envy said that about his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, the shit you was in here making all this goddamn noise. What was all this noise for if I wasn't pleasing you? And and we do that for two reasons. Two, only two, right? Mm-hmm. The first one, we want you to get the fuck up off us so mm-hmm. we can go to the the next person that we know gonna put it down and make us happy, right? Okay. Okay. The second thing is sometimes you have to assist in getting you there. So he might could bring it just a little bit. Say he just a couple of inches short from really hitting that spot that you need. So you working just as hard as he is to try to so that you can be sexually satisfied. Mm-hmm. You understand? So in, in a man's mind, he hear you making all this noise or whatever. He's not necessarily sure. If he's confused, he may not be sure as to which one it is. Are you really sexually satisfied or are you trying too hard so that you can be, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever? Um, no. and, and I think we, we got to stop that. We got to stop that as women, but I understand why we don't do it because Again, in this girl's chat, she texts the guy. We just told her, there's no easy way for you to to say it. You, you can be as nice as you possibly can. He's not going to be receptive. And no. sure enough, 
She was all but, kind of bitches and hoes and fuck you, you ain't shit. Your pussy loose, you for the streets. Da, da, da. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, but see, that's an immature man. One. It's a lot of them out there. Secondly, we talk about totally two different experiences. The experience I'm talking in your scenario, where he don't he he ain't got enough to reach the, the back of the oven door. Mm-hmm. In your in, in your scenario, I agree. We talk about these dudes that's actually getting in these women for a minute. You know you're not getting her there in no minute, bro. You know that. Mm-hmm. Or let's say you climax and fast. And you're not able to play overtime. You out of the game. You injured. You injured reserve. You done. Right. You know in your mind that what you doing with your girl, you ain't <laughs> her. Now, if you don't got enough right. equipment, but you going in there for 15 minutes, then I agree with you, Free V. Maybe you acting or whatever. But remember, remember, this is where women, this is women's fault. I think I think the guys are genuinely confused. You might you might go in there for your pound time and only last a minute, mm-hmm. but you 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 trying to deflect with 15 minutes ahead. So she done told you, or you done heard her say in her group chat, or just you scrolling on social media, women be like, I don't care if his dick don't work or whatever, long as that mouth work. So you you know your dick fucked up. <laughs> But you like, I'm gonna compensate, I'm gonna use these fingers in his mouth. But but but, and, but but see that worked for the women that like that type of stimulation. That's so right. That's the type one. See, again, this is about communication. You need to know what your girl into. If she But I think I think women women lying. And, and I, well, I'm not saying I'm not gonna say we I think they're lying. I know they're lying. No, 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 no. Forgive me. If I come to you and say, hey, listen, if we talking. And I'm asking you, okay, so what are you into? Are you into oral stimulation or are you into vaginal stimulation? At that point, right. you're going to tell me what the play is. Most well, guys don't ask that question. You I do. do. I do. Most dudes right. need, I mean, this shit, bro, come on, man. Okay. Like, you got to take you it. You take it for granted again. That's where your unicornness falls into play. Okay, but even in my unicornness, right, I still feel like, at some time, some point of our interactions with each other, we're going to have to have this conversation. You know what I mean? Like, if you tell me, hey, as long as I get one, I don't care where it come from, then cool. Then if you're the head doctor that you claim to be, then go ahead and do your thing. But if a woman tell you, hey, I'm in a penetration, I like that, and it's hard to make me get to that point that way, then you got to understand that going into the game. It, it, it's like any NFL player, dog. They give you scouting reports on the players that you're the motherfucker face on Sunday. They right. tell you what their tendencies are. You know what right. I'm saying? And I'm just using a sports analogy to make it funny, but, dog, you got to scout this motherfucker. You right. got to want to cover three when his sick, you know, when he sink his hips. <laughs> like, 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 you got to understand this shit when you fucking with these women. Right, <laughs> right. And right. I think what men do is men take what they did with one woman and think that applies to every woman. That's what I was going to say. So and with that, you're not going to satisfy. Everybody don't bring the same thing to the table. Yeah. And again, that comes with that ego that, you know, I'm a man. I didn't have any problems with the last 10 women. 
So why the fuck should you have a problem? So when you come in saying, well, I'm not sexually satisfied, and there were no sexual conversations, real sexual conversations, right? Not what do you like as far as what positions you like to be in and, and how deep can you, you know, whatever. There's not no real conversations. Like you said, the real conversation is do you do you prefer oral or penetration? You know, those conversations need to be had. You know, then you wouldn't be wasting your time trying to be the 15-minute head slayer. Well, I'm really sitting up here yawning because I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, so by the time you come up here this time for pal time, you only a minute. Now I'm pissed the fuck off. But I think that that's our fault because we haven't set it up front. You know, so I think I think that we set we set we should be setting the expectation as to what we like because it's more difficult for a woman to get off and be sexually satisfied than it is for a man. I you, agree. Can much, you can pretty much stick your your, your shit in anything and be good. You gonna pop. It might not be the best experience, but you are gonna be satisfied at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, for a woman, it don't work that way. I agree. I, I man. I just think you know, for me, um, man, let's communicate with your person, bro. Like I've been on both. Like like like, like I said earlier, I've been on both sides. That was a real tough conversation to have with somebody that you cared about at that time. Um, it, it, it's like all the air got taken out. I'm like, damn, but I'm going to keep it a bean, like I always do. I right. knew I knew yeah. before she said what she said, I knew it. Yeah. So even though I knew it, just hearing it come out of her mouth. Still hurt. Hurt like a motherfucker, dog. Like yeah. you put up that, that, um, that Iron Man suit, dog. You hit the button and Iron Man suit come on. You sit there and you be like, all right, cool. But then when you by yourself, you sit and you like, God damn. <laughs> because you know, then but then you 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 let all of your instead of effectively communicating at that time while the conversation is raw as to what you know you could do better or what her needs are. Um you start thinking okay, so. the exact opposite. Does she is she cheating? Is she fucking with somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Listen, bro. If a girl telling you that, hey, I'm on this page where sex is becoming a chore to me. I'm not enjoying it. I really don't be caring to do it with. That's some deep shit to say now. You know what I mean? Like that's some real earth shot. Cause I know every, every man likes to play that. I'm King Dingling in the bedroom. I'm Macho Man yeah. Randy Savage. I'm I, I'm a every, every nigga think they drink in the bedroom. They do right and kill everything. You're not. Right. <laughs> You're not, bro. And some people may never experience this. I did. Mm-hmm. So what I did, like Freaky V said, took accountability for my shit, exercising, what I ate, um, and things of that nature. Take care of myself. <coughs> right. And I don't have that problem anymore. So, right. you know, freaking V done. My dog knocking them down, loud boy. She done me to some of the. Dog, you know that time I put that shit in the group chat when I was, you know, you know when I put the girl on dick restriction. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, bro. I, I, hey, listen, it is what it is, man. I, hey, fellas, 
Take your ego out of it, dog. If you ain't doing what you're supposed to do for your girl, man, just take your ego out of it. They got multiple clinics and things that you can take and things that you can go do that's medically safe. I ain't talking about just running to the uh, gas station getting them dick pills, bro. Or going to get uh, a blue... Hey, we fuck with Blue Chew, though. Blue Chew, holla at us. We want to be a we want to be a sponsor for Blue Chew. Anybody that know Blue Chew, that lot, that watch this, tell Blue Chew to get at thesenuts.business at gmail.com. Freaky V's an advocate of Blue Chew. She don't blue, she don't put Blue Chew in smoothies for niggas. You don't make me cough, you know what I'm saying? She don't put Blue Chew in smoothies for niggas. Right. So, listen, we fuck with the Blue Chew, we fuck with the honey, we fuck with all that shit, bro. So any of y'all want. Come holler at us, man. It's these nuts at gmail.com. We, we, we but it's for uh, overall better health, not just sexually, but health in general. Right. You know, walking three times a week. Take care of yourself. Uh, again, you know, <laughs> it's just difficult conversations to have, and, and I can see why women are not able to express themselves because. Men really lose their shit when their woman tells them that they're not sexually satisfied. Uh, oh, to the okay, let me ask you this question. If yeah. this same conversation come up and a man tells his wife that, for whatever the reasons, the vagina don't stay wet too long, because whether women believe it or not, y'all got some issues going on down there too. I don't right. know if it's called vaginal ED. I don't know if that's a thing. This motherfucker, we don't get up there. <laughs> Just vaginal dryness, right. That happens. And that could be a medical problem that you got going on. Correct. Correct. So, the same way the men sit and take the blunt, how would a woman feel if a man came to him, came to her and said that to her? How would you react to that for you? I mean, but the, the thing is, me, I ain't got no problems. So don't come I ain't got no problems. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I, I I think it's just um I don't I don't think I have any any issues. But I do remember where I did have an issue at first because I've had a hysterectomy. Yes. One of the side effects of the hysterectomy could be yes. vaginal dryness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um I had to. What that still means is I need to be stimulated more. So that walk that I used to have in my 20s automatically, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got that shit no more because I can't walk around with no, just no walk 24 hours a day. For me, that's uncomfortable as fuck in my 40s. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I have you. You got you, that back now, goddammit. That's that pile yeah. ass pussy. <laughs> You can get me to that point if, if, if the mood is right. You know what I'm saying? The walk is still present. No, nah, don't it just take a minute to. No, 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 you don't got it. It take a minute to get to that point. That's all I'm saying. So okay. that's where that's where those those conversations come into play. Um, I think when you when when you're older and you realize certain things, I think women are more receptive. I think men are too with saying. I have this issue, but this is what I'm doing about it. There are guys who use pumps. Um, there are, are guys who have to take a certain pill or do certain things 
you know, a few minutes to hours prior to they know that they're going to have some type of sexual contact. So with with guys who are honest about it, I guess I can appreciate that. And then, you know, going in, you know, you might have to take your time. But I, what I don't appreciate are the guys with egos. You know your dick don't work. You know that shit don't last or whatever. And then as soon as you get in, you're done. And then you already got this speech prep. Oh, I know this normally don't happen. Uh, you know, then you want to try to make a woman feel good. Oh, that means you got some good shit. You know, if you but bro, that don't make us, that'll feed our ego now. We already know that. You know, you need to be able to step up to the plate. You know, so those conversations definitely need to be had, but they're not easy. You I, know. Like, like, hey, like I said, bro, I've been on both sides of that, so I've, I, I understand. I understand, fellas. Hey, fellas, if you wanna um join the group, man, uh, hit me up on something. I'm everywhere. Find my TikTok or something. Or go find. Better yet, go to thesenuts.business@gmail.com. I'm always on there checking out shit. If you wanna talk to me about some shit. Go to thesenuts.businessatgmail.com. What we talk about will definitely be between just you and me. Um, right. If you're out of state, uh, if you're in state, um, maybe, maybe, maybe we can shake and move some things as well. Also, as I get ready to end the podcast, we got a big announcement coming. We starting off two-fold two, two in a big way. The year of the mumble, baby. We The year of the mumble. Listen, we doing a live. I'm telling you now. We getting the details and shit situated. We gonna have Freaky V all all duck toes out, part in the side. We gonna have Hollywood sitting there with some goddamn uh I don't know what Hollywood gonna have on. You know you know he getting his shit together too. You know Hollywood might be sitting there with some Balenciaga on. I don't know that nigga got a lot. Of <laughs> I don't know what he gonna have on. I'm a, if my shit go right, I'm going there with no shirt on, just abs showing. Just just you know just the you know, just the ab show. All bullshit aside. But what I'm saying is, real shit. We are, we, we are planning a live. So, if you guys like the podcast, if you're in the state of Florida, or if you want to fly in, we down with all that shit, bro. Uh, we're going to start promoting here in the next couple of months. I think we're looking towards the beginning of the, of the, of the year is what we got set. Um, so, you know, y'all hang around as the days become more clear. We'll definitely go into more details about it, but um, we will be going live, or we will be doing the live, and we would like to see y'all there. We're going to have food, drinks, Freaky V, none of that freaky shit you have going on <clears throat> Freaky Weekend. Everybody, f- first of all, Freaky V, everybody got to have clothes on. Everybody. Damn. Everybody got to have panties and drawers on. That ain't no damn fun. Where's the fun in that? Having that type party. Okay. We have a celebration of of these nuts. Not no origin. I, I mean, but it's, it's in the name. Hey, after we leave, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> after we leave, Freaky V, you are, you can have the event space to yourself. You can have all your little freaky friends come on. Or they can come out of there, but just none of that freaky shit while we there. Okay. Alright now. Alright now. Freaky V, tell me how to get in contact with you. <laughs> I am Freaky V on Instagram and Threads. I am infamous on TikTok. Also, Facebook, These Nuts Official. Instagram is These Nuts underscore. YouTube, put a space in between the nuts. 
hit the like, the subscribe button, hit the notification button. Also, drop a comment. If you take the audio experience, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or however you consume audio podcasts, please hit the subscribe button wherever you at. They got a donation button as well. I don't ever bring that shit up, but they got a donation button. I think $5, $3, $2, $1, whatever. If you feel courteous enough to help a podcast that's thriving, please hit the donation button. We'll gladly appreciate it. And as I said at the end of each and every podcast, we're social media's most imperfect, perfect podcast. Social media's best kept secret. I am Infamous. I'm Freaky V. And together we make these nuts.